0: Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Tara's house, ivermectin, and Oreos. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Uh, Ryan, we're back. We are back, and we're back, and we're and we're ready. We're ready for all of the things that. Okay, couple of things. First off, ready for some bad things. <laughs> first off, I'm going to make a concerted effort. I listened to last week's episode. Which was an unfortunate mistake on my part, but I, uh, I I said like too much. That was your takeaway. I'm gonna work. <laughs> my, my takeaway was the conversation was utter perfection, but I sound like, and I'm using it there uh, just because the word has to be there. I sound like a teen on cocaine. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really watch my likes this episode, and we'll see. We'll see how the how Tony responds if, if he feels like that's the, uh, you know, it's an improvement or or maybe it, it'll be a it'll be a uh, somehow a disruption. The disruption or an impairment to the overall his overall enjoyment. Um. All right. Let's talk. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. First off, there's a lot of bad news. I mean, I should we should just say <laughs> that. I mean, I let me actually I was going to tweet about this. But tweeting about any of this and frankly tweeting about any of your personal observations on this moment are – it's really a fraught affair because uh, no tweet (laughs) – no tweet can really do the moment justice. And no matter how many times and no matter how many ways and no matter how many gifts you will use to compare our current situation to say The Handmaid's Tale. Josh, are you talking about wire cutter going paid? I am talking about the uh, absolute – Nightmare scenario of and of the New York Times wire cutter reviews going behind a paywall for five dollars a month. I I Ryan you're, Ryan is of course citing this because I've just been on a tweet tear about how they did a the best white shoes post and their top recommendation is Chuck Taylors, which is like like Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ wore Chuck Taylors. He was wearing them right before they they took them off to put the nail through his feet on the cross. Hey, Josh, okay? and the they were you're like thirsty, they were like we we recommend a glass of water. <laughs> we, Jesus Christ, they were they, were, they the, the the Romans were about to nail him to the cross, and he said, "Hang on a second, I just got these uh, these Chuck Taylors. They're my favorite white shoes. Do you mind if we remove them?" Uh, it's uh, now. Listen, they're great white shoes. Okay, by the way, they come in other colors. It should be said they're not strictly white. They're great shoes. Uh, everybody knows that Chuck Taylors are good white shoes. If you need a pair of basic white sneakers, it's just it's literally I, I just a think, trope
1: that like people like talk show hosts like Ellen will wear Converse to look like yeah. humble and regular, <laughs> just I mean, a regular I mean, person just, with
0: good taste. <laughs> they're just like they just are. They're they are. Standard issue, which is fine. It's great. Tell us about the standard issue. Uh, and then their next two recommendations are absolutely awful. But whatever. My point is it's very funny. The idea that you would pay $5 a month to to get a recommendation that literally any 12-year-old would be able to give you. Uh, but But also – Anyhow, but I think that you know, logically, you can spiral out from that and go the best white shirt, it's Haynes, the best <laughs> jeans, or Levi's, the best phone for most people is an iPhone, you know, that sort of if thing. If you're serving ketchup this season, it's got to be Heinz. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are a lot of ketchups out there, a lot of there's a there are a lot of new small batch ketchups. You may be interested in trying Kensingtons, uh, but stick with the standards. Heinz is the best, actually, Heinz is the best. Uh, I have had other ketchups that are good. Now, of course, I am um, uh, biased because I'm from Ketchup City, USA, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. uh, And so I have to – contractually, I'm obligated to use Heinz ketchup throughout my life. But – and also show people how to get it out of the bottle when they're struggling to – You got to hit the 57. You do have to hit the 57, but you have to hit it in a very specific way. Uh And the reality is that a lot of people – a lot of people don't know how to do it and Mm -hmm. they look like – complete assholes while you're having lunch with them. Um, Anyhow, but uh, no, look, it's a bad. So, 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 so I was thinking about tweeting about, you know, you know, what is happening in the world right now and particularly in America and particularly in the South. Um, But also there's some nice North, North Northeastern stuff happening as well. uh, And also West coast. And frankly, it's a, 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 it's a unmitigated shit show across the country, but, but, but there, there is no way to go on Twitter or really almost anywhere else and and make a, you know i was raised on dystopian science fiction you know when, when i was growing up when i was 12 years old i read neuromancer and i and i thought wow this is this is cool you know i watched blade runner i was like the future is going to be crazy uh we're going to have replicants and i'm going to have to become a blade runner and retire them and i'm going to then i'm going to jack into my ono sendai cyberdeck and anyhow uh you know But there was something kind of thrilling about the dystopia. Uh, There was something sort of exciting, you know, and you know that it was dangerous. But uh, there was a lot of fun to be had, you know. We are we are as 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 much as it pains me to actually make the the comparison. We are the the current world is a is very reflective of the dystopias that I read about and watched as a as a kid, and it's not thrilling not that i really expected it to be not that i thought that much about it because that was fiction and this is reality um but we are really living in i mean we were listening to the radio the other day and there was an ad on the on on new york's uh classic rock radio station 1043 about why you should get vaccinated against the coronavirus and the ad was the ad really sounded like something from a movie from like 1992. It sounded like an ad from Freejack or Hardware. I don't know if you know these movies, but it was it's like it's like in heart in the movie Hardware, which is a movie about a By the way, everybody should watch Hardware. It's an amazing film, a formative film from my youth. Originally received an X rating because of a very steamy sex scene in it. Uh, it features some of the music of public image limited, one of my favorite bands, uh, and also is a, an amazing story about a military robot that is gifted to somebody that is kind of blown up and gifted to somebody and then puts itself back together and goes on a kill crazy rampage. Um, but it's also commentary on obviously on like overpopulation and on climate change and on all the stuff that people were talking about, so really started thinking about and talking about, uh, quite a bit and putting into a lot of fiction in the nineties. But, um, uh but in hardware they have marijuana cigarettes that they sell in packages and, and I remember in nineteen ninety or whenever the movie was made, I thought I was like, Oh, this is so this is such a sci-fi little sci-fi detail that's so interesting. It's like those it's like those uh the the umbrellas in Blade Runner that have the neon mm-hmm. pole, you know? You're like, Oh, that's yeah, in the future we'll have we'll have like neon umbrellas. That that makes sense. It actually makes no sense, but I guess it could help you see the person carrying the umbrella. But uh, but I was like, oh yeah, that's such a weird, quirky little detail that they are advertising, you know, marijuana in, you know, like they advertise cigarettes and you know, weed, and and uh, they had like, you know, a population. Ban- there's a ban on on births because you know there's too many people, and everybody's got like radiation poisoning from the multiple endless wars that they've been engaged in. Uh, but as I was listening to the radio the other day and they had this ad about the, the coronavirus vaccine and why you should get it and how it protects those around you and protects you and, you know, can stop the spread of this, like, uh, uh, pandemic. It just was, to me, reminded me of the ads from hardware. It just sounded so alien and so unusual and so uh, upsetting, you know, that we have to run ads on the on the radio to tell people to get a vaccine that can save lives and save their life is bizarre. I mean, it is just, like... That's not normal. You know, it's it, people usually when there's a new vaccine for a serious disease or virus or illness or whatever, people are like, wow, finally polio. We can finally tackle polio or chicken pox or uh, what, any of these things. It's very unusual. It's very disto- dy- dystopic. Anyhow, so then, so then, you know, there's this new law in Texas that, that went into effect, which is effectively bans abortions. It bans them after six weeks. And then that part of the law is actually in a way is the nicest part of the, is the most reasonable part of the law. Now, I don't think it's reasonable at all. I think it's fucking batshit crazy. But but comparatively to the second part of that law, it sounds pretty normal because the second part of the law is it bans abortions after six weeks. And the way the law functions is that any citizen, any person, even people who don't live in Texas, can bring charges against other citizens, doctors, any healthcare providers, the Uber driver that may have taken someone to a, uh, to an abortion, uh, cl- you know, to a clinic, to a Planned Parenthood clinic or whatever, uh, the a person who may have given someone advice or given them a phone number. the uh, a, a random citizen can file a lawsuit against these people and, If they are successful in their lawsuit, those people have to pay them $10,000. It is the most, it is probably the single most deranged, unconstitutional, 1984-esque fascist fucking state law that has ever been enacted in this country. And it is directly targeting women and their bodies it is so and so when people like everybody's like the handmaid's tale the handmaid's tale and you know what it is just fucking like the handmaid's tale but that doesn't do it justice because it's so much more fucked up and it's also so much more real and like i you know it is i'd love to i mean we're going to talk about some other stuff that is fun okay later tony i know you're like come on guys i've already i've already been crying all morning um it's just like i just think that we it's hard to take stock of the 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 severity and the insanity of this moment it is so twisted and so and so out of sync with the uh direction of where we are going as a society and and where we are going as a progress as, as a truly largely progressive society i there are there really are no words and so i thought about this morning i woke up and i was i was started writing this tweet you know because i wanted to express my sort of Anger and and depression and and puzzlement at the whole thing, and I started writing. It was you know it was like yeah wow uh, I I feel like I should have been more prepared for this dystopia given all of the stuff I read when I was a kid. But literally writing it, I was just like this is pointless because there there's actually no way to sum up how truly deranged this moment is and how it feels like we're we've almost been abandoned by by the leadership in this country to push back against it. I mean, I, we don't we don't live in a fucking catholic christian fascist fundamentalist country. The majority of people here are not fucking pro-life evangelical brainwashed fucking catholic robots. And by the way, even most catholics don't aren't pro pro-life. But But we somehow have arrived at a place where our policies reflect a minority opinion and a minority stance and a minority choice. And I don't really understand how that's happening, except that the one part of our government seems to be incapable of meeting this challenge on the fucking battlefield. Anyhow, so just a very strange morning, very strange week uh, that we've been having because, oh, and in addition to all that shit. And in addition to the surging coronavirus stuff, we also have had absolutely uh, demonic storms in this country that have destroyed towns in the South and now are working their way up. I mean, we're what I'm experiencing of it, at least, started in the South and have just worked their way up and now blazed through the East Coast last night. And, and literally like 15 people died in New York. People drowned. They, people in their cars got trapped in their cars in flooded areas because of this insane storm and drowned, roads split open, holes opened up in the earth. We Our infrastructure, I mean, the city flooded, the, the subways flooded, people's houses flooded. <laughs> no one here is actually prepared for climate change. Our infrastructure is absolutely crumbling. And, and it really is... Josh, you sound really
1: hysterical. Is... They're not gonna do. <laughs> they're not gonna overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, the climate change is part of a long pattern, yeah, and it happens it's all the time, you know, throughout all of history. And frankly, Josh, yes. you sound ridiculous. It's sci-fi right. dystopia. I mean, really. I need to get out my iPhone to Google how ridiculous you look. A reality star president. I. Uh, it's. Uh, you sound so silly. Take it you know, take it seriously, but not literally. They're not going to actually do any of this stuff.
0: Ryan has, did we mention Ryan has finally, his family's finally won him over. He's now a uh, full MAGA. I've cracked. He's actually had the, he said the vaccine removed from his body. Uh, no, go yeah, that's away. it. I mean, just sun- this, just this is sunlight. all of this, like, like a miracle. All of this. Well, the thing about it is, there is a, you don't want to, you do want to temper it right i'm not saying that the world is ending
1: uh oh, it, the truth it is, is
0: i mean but no but like we've got to correct we've got a course correct. No, nah, we're not i'm, gonna, I'm more i think we can no i think we can i still mm. i still maintain a small amount of positivity about the overall progression of humanity that's so i believe cute. in the <laughs> end i believe in the end the bastards lose i do that's so sweet. and i i well I'm and i do and you. i do think Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm holding on to that. Well, I you know what? I've got a 7-year-old, so I mean I'm sort of like I have no choice but to envision a future that is better because I can't if I start thinking about a, a future that's worse. Oh boy. At this point, <laughs> you know, like I don't know how I can go on. I'm not sure that I can continue to to exist on this on this uh, mortal plane. As Wendy Williams
1: um, famously said, life could be worse.
0: Oh. Oh wait, no it couldn't. This is worse. I the mean worst. it could be worse. <laughs> It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. I mean, Trump could have won second term. I mean, could okay? it have
1: been worse? I mean, I mean, yeah, it
0: could have been. I, it could have been for sure. I mean, think about Trump in power now. Sure. Trump were sure, in power sure, 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 sure. But at least, I don't know. I think we'd be crumbling at the same rate. I don't see people doing a whole lot. Well, I think – but a lot. But all of this is – I mean, all of this is – I mean, remember, the Supreme Court refused to – Well, you know, Biden uh, and the uh, Democrats could pack the court right now, but that would
1: be hysterical. Well, they could. That no, would they, be they a hysterical no, overreaction. They can't
0: pack the court. They can't pack the court because we have two – at least two senators who are rogue Republican senator is posing as Democrat. Well, they should just and napalm
1: them. Oh, but they can't, they can't do that.
0: They can't napalm them because they have a narrow majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is – But do, do they, they have I a majority mean, this,
1: if they can't pack the court?
0: I mean, they don't have – no. I mean, they have a, a have a fragile majority and the truth is – To do what with? I don't, Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know What's how – What's the point uh, of it what? if you can't use it? Exactly, but you can't use it if you've got if you've got a couple of people who are there to be. Spoken. No, I know, but you I'm know, just don't saying. Have, I'm saying there aren't any rogue republicans. Why There's doesn't no rogue Nancy Republican.
1: Pelosi take her 150 million dollars personally and just stop that?
0: And no, why does? Why don't any of them? Because where she doesn't f- care. Because nobody cares. Where the fuck? I mean, to be honest,
1: nobody with you, cares. Where the fuck are They're Just getting their Joe money. Biden?
0: Where's Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris today? Where are they on TV? On TV, going, we are going to. I'm going to sign an executive order. I'm going to mandate X, Y, and Z. I'm going to like pull some Trump shit. Go to go to the Supreme Court with a, with something that they have to. Somebody has to challenge because you pulled some some uh, weird ass executive order, non constitutional nonsense. You remember Trump very early on. One of the first things he did, he did this travel ban, totally unconstitutional the first, it got knocked back it got knocked back it got knocked back and then eventually it went through I, we need somebody on the on the side of the democrats needs to understand that that we we continue they continue to bring they're like we're here for the fight they brought like a they brought one of those like chains from the warriors and some guy has a bat and like the republicans are roll it they literally drive a tank into the capitol building and then just just, just ballistic missile the rest of the, the 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 people who are on the ground but it's they like don't even have I don't to understand
1: brainwashed fucking white piece of shit american asshole monsters yes. will go purchase the tank at walmart and roll it up for them
0: right exactly with their anyhow no money. The, the anyhow listen i know we're preaching to the converted here uh but at any rate it's frustrating and insane and bizarre uh and 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 no, as much as everybody wants to go on um Every, everybody wants to go onto Twitter and, and say this is just like The Handmaid's Tale or I told you so or we knew this was coming or whatever. It's, it's – you know what? Just take the energy – take the energy and go get people out to vote. I don't have, mid-terms. I don't have
1: any energy anymore. I tried. I, I tried to get people out to vote. I told people, look, this is going to happen. Then the apocalypse happened. Oh, look, this yeah. is going to happen. Nobody cares. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to go out well, there and say, I, I've spent the last, I've spent all of my summer running into my family and saying, they say, oh, the weather's so ridiculous. And I go, oh, climate change and nothing. And then today I get a wrong. call from my mom that she's like, are you safe? How crazy. What is up with the weather? I, I you don't yeah, want to know. The Why yes. am I going to go around campaigning just, and telling you something that you don't want to know? You don't want to know it. Not just, Why I'm blackpilled at this point. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to watch my TV show. I'm going to take care of uh-huh. the people that I take care of. I don't know what to do otherwise. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Everybody is out for themselves and the second that you t- that you that you at all get real or serious, even the people on your side are the centerist D types, quote unquote, are like, yeah, you're being yeah. hysterical, you're being ridiculous, blah blah blah. And I-, I hate being the I told you so person because then after the fact I say, oh, you mean that thing that I told you exactly what what was gonna happen and I told you exactly what was what like how it was going to go down and I warned you and and then they go, oh well, okay, you were right. And it happens to me. And I hate to be like this because I don't like sounding like this. And I don't like being the I told you so person. I really don't. I want people to like me more than anything. But the truth is, I did tell you, and I'm not I'm sick of telling you. I'm not gonna do it anymore if this is like you know what I mean? Like oh, what, what what what's the point? What's the point? In 2019, right. Nancy Pelosi said the green new dream or whatever. Really? Really? Look at the infrastructure in New York City. It's a whatever? It's a green new dream or whatever? And then I'm supposed to I'm going to get my parents who fucking vote for Trump and take every like fucking white piece of shit Fucking uh, 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 grudge that they can. They take every fucking, oh, I saw Brandy said on a talk show that I'm not allowed to say the N word. That's offensive to me. I can say it if I'm discussing it academically. That's like the literal, like, grudges that they spend their time talking about and worrying about. They care about, like, critical race theory or, like, just absurd nonsense that does not matter and does not affect them. And truly, if anything, is just more proof that even in small instances, you can't be good people. So
0: why the fuck? Yeah. Why the fuck I mean, am yes. I going to? to have I these conversations why am i gonna I go to thanksgiving saying.
1: and push for change yes. and-
0: well don't i i would avoid your fam if i were you i would just avoid the family conversations i don't think you're gonna get anywhere there i don't think i'm I getting anywhere think- with anyone i give up i give well, up. i don't know okay i don't i i hear what you're saying i don't do. want to be like this but what am i supposed to do i know Well, but, but listen okay. i have to stay sane all right <clears throat> no you do have to stay sane and listen maybe you need to disengage but what i'm saying is this uh <clears throat> i don't know what the future holds but, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what the future holds, but it truly, I mean, there is an element here where, I mean, there is an element where this this gets people, this gets people a little bit more awake for these midterms. There is an element po- possibly, potentially, where there's so much of this. First off, the GOP is literally killing their own. Voting block. I mean, they—they actually are. I mean, I just saw uh, some data on this the other day. I mean, GOP voters are getting sick and dying from COVID at like alarming. But does it matter in a world,
1: in a country with this much gerrymandering and this much lobbyist money and Citizens United? Mm. Will any of this fucking
0: matter when there's no voters' rights act? I mean, maybe. I don't know. They don't have. Listen. I mean, the. What we're experiencing now, I mean, this whole, the abortion thing, for instance, the Texas abortion thing, is a product of four years of having Donald Trump as president. It is not like this was always destined to happen. We put, this country put someone absolutely evil in power, and he did everything that he could. To turn back the clock on society and on America, and and a lot of that's still around. I mean, he put he put three Supreme Court, he got three Supreme Court justices into the court. Now that's first off is unprecedented in a single term. It's unprecedented. The 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 luck. I mean, it is absolutely like, the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still there and died during Trump's presidency is absolutely you know just. I mean, first off, could have been prevented. Could have been prevented. Uh, she could have retired and could have been replaced with a with a liberal, I, young liberal. But that's liberal. a
1: perfect example of, like— Yes. A, but that's a perfect example of why I just—I don't care anymore. You should have retired. Right. You didn't. We all fucking told you to a million fucking times. You didn't. You had to be there. But nevertheless, she persisted because it was so inspiring that this fucking yeah. 99-year-old woman could— you know, fucking glue herself up there. Listen, was she delightful and feminist and blah 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 in the early two thousands and the nineties? Blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, amazing trailblazer. But you should have fucking stepped down. And but that you didn't yeah, undid no, I, all I of the work, all of your life's right. work. And that Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and fucking Kamala Harris and everyone else will not just step up and take action. Of some kind, whether or not it's hysterical and outrageous, because guess what? Everyone wipes their ass with yesterday's newspaper and the GOP knows that. So they do hysterical, outrageous things and they just get their way. Yeah, I I I give up. I mean, I I give up. I'm not. I'm I'm sick of this. I'm sick of fucking uh, hearing about how Elizabeth Warren did some statement. Okay, can you do something besides a statement?
0: Yeah, it's 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 it is bad. I mean, I, this to me is is the story here is is not that the Republicans have continued to push their absolutely insane evangelical fundamentalist agenda, which is by the way, people are like sharia law, oh this is sharia law. It's like, "Hey, this is like saying that's extremely racist." What this is actually is evangelical white Christian Fundamentalism, which is scarier and frankly more deadly than any Muslim shit you've imagined, and they in your have mind. been telling
1: any- us they would do this since the '80s. They have been repeatedly saying this is their goal, and then it happens, and people are like, "How in this in a modern country?" They fucking told you.
0: It's it's nuts. Anyhow, the the point is the I you know look uh where's the silver lining at this point? We can't see it because it actually flooded last night. Uh, and took several people with it but the, you know there is there has to be action I mean to me it's what is what is missing is the, I mean I get your rage about Nancy Pelosi these like these people who have been in power for so long first off I mean whatever just structurally we have problems in this in the way that our uh government is, is functions. I mean, we have an, we have a absolutely dysfunctional government. I'm not saying that other people's governments are great or that the way they've structured their, uh, uh, their political, um, you know, parties or, 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 or functions are superior, but whatever we're doing now, whatever we're doing now is not working. And, and this, this, this game, this this bipartisan bullshit that Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and all these people, you know, this is you this that's over. It just we gotta just, we gotta get away from it, that. We have to this is war. The
1: the, it's war. the belief that things will just magically work out because that's inevitable and that's what truth and justice and goodness is is a product of the media. And it's also a product of the fact that like for the later part of one century, we were on a pretty good roll with some social issues. That's it. There, Nothing else no. in history points to any of this working out. Nothing else in human history points to us solving any of these problems, coming together, any of this shit, unless we take really drastic action and nothing points to us doing that. So I I, I don't want to be black and here arguing for nothing. I'm the, usually the person on here being like, donate, make your calls, blah, blah, blah. I don't know I don't know what to do at this point. I really don't. If nobody wants if nobody cares, if everybody just wants their Netflix and to ignore the realities that are happening, then that's what's going to happen. And if like everyone who gets any level of comfortable just wants to ignore everything, like I don't I don't know what to do then I don't know what to do because you're either suffering or you're part of the problem. And I don't really know I and I don't want to be like oh well, let's move on and talk about something else, but I kind of just want to move on and talk about something else. We're not going to solve it here. Nobody here, nobody, nobody in this fucking, in my surroundings, my physical or emotional surroundings gives enough of a shit. So part of me is like, well, let's just talk about, you know, let's just talk about the app store because, you know, at least we have some control over that if we complain.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, we can't. You and I will not personally be able to fix this massive institutional uh, historic problem. Uh, But it is, it is. I think I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm frustrated. Obviously, you're. Frustrated. I guess I'm not that black-pilled because I do feel a dis- responsibility to bring it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, look. The, the the look. The reality is. I just more than anything, it's it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it just everything's hitting. Just so much. Everything happens so much, as the Everything tweet says. Happens so much. You know, there's just so much hitting at once here, and uh, and so much of it feels. Now look, the climate change part of it, we can't we're not gonna turn that around by passing some period. Some, you know, <laughs> no, yeah. We're not we're not gonna the, the climate change thing is not uh, oh, we have this tax credit now and in 10 years climate change will be done. Like climate change is now we've we are where we're at. The weather's going to get more extreme. There's still things that we
1: should do to prevent it from being quite as bad as it will
0: be, but... We can lessen the effects of... We can lessen... First off, we can lessen the future effects of our actions by changing our behavior and changing the way... By the way, not just individual people, but changing the way corporations and countries do what they do, right? Okay, That yes, we can do that. But also, and this is... I thought for a moment, you know, we have this infrastructure bill here in America. This, of course, highly whittled down by, of course, the rogue, two rogue Democrats and the rest of the Republicans. Um, God, I can't think of anything labor to be than a rogue Democrat. I know. I know. They're just they're just (laughs) such just shit, just such shit heels. But um, I'm a rogue
1: Democrat. I'm a maverick.
0: Kristen cinema like get both of you, get fucked. You I don't know. I just sh- got
1: my own opinions on things. Yeah, so,
0: you know, I hear about a minimum wage. That's actually it's a counter into no, I Malcolm mean, Gladwell wrote an uh- article. <laughs> No, these people. I mean, scum of the earth. Scum, they're actually. I, I actually respect. I actually respect. I respect real dyed in the wool Republicans a lot more than these imposter wannabe contrarian ass kissing. I'll eat a pussy, but don't ask me for any money. Cinema. Mm. <laughs> anyhow, okay. So, so anyhow, but the but anyhow, but the thing about climate change is is what we also need to do and can do. That's my my, my point of bringing up the infrastructure thing is we just have to be able to live differently with the actual stuff that's happening and so and so the truth is i mean you know this there was this horrible building collapse in florida that is i'm not saying that's a direct result of climate change but it is an infrastructure problem and i think we're going to start to see a lot more we're already seeing it i mean this is like new york last night you know uh there's we're not we're just not built for the way the earth is going to be in the next 50 years and that's got to change or there are going to be a lot of people who don't live where they used to live. There are going to be a lot of people moving to Canada, uh, not not for political reasons, but because where they live is, no, is now underwater, you know. Uh, anyhow, okay, let's move on because the truth is you and I can't personally solve this. Tony, even though I know Tony wields enormous political power, uh, he can't. Personally I
1: can't get Sony to change how you turn off the PlayStation 5. I don't think I'm going to fix this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Neither Sony nor Tony can fix what ails America and the world. Uh, Anyhow, okay. Uh, Can we talk about... I'm going to just really just... I want to shift. Hard hard. pivot. I want to hard pivot into the limited edition... (laughs) I bought a limited edition Oreo package at the store the other day. (laughs) It's... Limited edition Oreo cider donut flavor. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a cider donut. They sell them at your uh, apple apple picking locations. And I guess they sell them everywhere now because everything is everywhere. You can get them at Wegmans, I suppose. uh, You know, bust in from Vermont or whatever. Um, But what's interesting to me is, and first off, they're very, they're good. I mean, are they good? I don't know. You know, when you taste an Oreo, I mean, yes. uh, Is an Oreo good? Sure. You know, is it, does it taste good? It's America's favorite cookie. Sure, why not? But like what it actually tastes when you really taste it, it's a bizarre flavor. I mean, I have I don't eat Oreos. I don't actually I'm not a big sweets person. And and and, and in fact, I I it's a very unusual for me to buy a, a package of cookies, but uh but I saw these and I and I said to myself, "Self, I said, Josh, you got to get these." But um anyhow, they taste Good. They're, they taste a lot like chemicals, but I think that's how Oreos always taste. I think they kind of taste like, you know, they got sprayed with whatever they sprayed the McDonald's hamburgers with, which is like, it's good. Like you eat it and you're like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but there's a kind of underlying level of what was the spray? This was sprayed with something that kind of makes it taste like food. Anyhow, um, but what's more interesting to me is this this limited edition concept. That the drop drop culture has just eaten the entire world. And, and and I don't know if it's a good thing. You know? Oh, it's I, definitely I, not a I'm good fatigued. thing. I'm fatigued I'm very fatigued by limited edition. I I like mm. now I like getting things Stunts that are that cost
1: extra like that that cost extra uh uh materials and money to create for attention. It's not going to end well. I don't think this is a good development for capitalism that everybody's product is limited edition and yeah. poor and ba- like badly made. Like it's like just, like yeah. they o- it only needs to exist to get you to buy it once because they're
0: going to be onto another flavor by the next time. Well, it's just like also there's a just a huge question about uh what what it, what is this? What are we doing here? I mean, obviously it's marketing more than anything. Obviously, now uh, companies that you know that make things like oreos have done things like this for a long time but they don't they didn't historically call them limited edition they would say you know they'd do some product testing right they would try a new flavor it would be out for a while yeah. if it worked really well you'd they'd get make
1: it. vanilla coke and people would freak the fuck out and it would be like yeah. a
0: permanent edition yeah they'd be like okay we've tested it for a year now and it seems like people really like it so we're gonna make it these are obviously different in that they're specifically marketing them around this concept of limited availability you know and uh you know, Listen, I think it's, have
1: we all fallen for it? I have a I have a Chromatica Lady Gaga Oreo cased in resin sitting yeah, on my coffee table.
0: We've all fallen for it. That at least it's, is it's it's, 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 it's but, a just a, a conversation piece. You know, it's, these, it's, these are just in a bag. How for how long will we fall for it? <laughs> no, I know. I mean, and, and also drop culture is annoying because what was interesting about what was interesting about collecting things, what used to be interesting was. Um, you know, it's like you had this obscure knowledge and you were paying attention to things that a lot of other people didn't pay attention to and things had value to you that maybe didn't have value to other people because because there was something, you know, sort of inherent in the history of that thing or in your, uh, uh, your relationship with it or that there was a community built around it that kind of happened uh, organically and now there's these elements of within the community where you can go, okay, we, the, you and I see value in the same things. And so let's talk about like what that value looks like. Now drops are just this kind of foregone conclusion. Now limited edition is this foregone conclusion that, that we can create value apropos of nothing by simply limiting, by, 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 by creating false like scarcity, right? That, that there is no,
1: there is Bitcoin no actual scarcity. Idea. I mean,
0: they could keep make they could keep making the uh, the cider Oreos. You know, they could. There's nothing stopping them. There's no. It's not like they had an ingredient. They're like, hey, we got a shipment of cider donuts that we were able to freeze dry and turn into cider donut powder. But we only, we got this one truckload from a farm in Vermont, and now that after that's gone, we can't make them anymore. No, they formulated this chemical in a laboratory that tastes like cider donuts, and they can make as much as they want. And so, what I find annoying is the is the false scarcity uh position of you know there are clothing brands that used to make limited amounts of what they could make because like couture you know fashion let's say if we go back to really the alt, the original drop the original limited edition is is is, fa- is 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 fashion and it is couture and it is that's like basically custom made or very few are made they're made for runway shows they're made for select buyers but you can't just walk into a store and buy all of those things for lots of different reasons. They're expensive to make. They're hard to make. They have to be custom fit. You know, fashion is bullshit and they like to invent things out of thin air and say that they're valuable. Um, it's wearable art. Uh, but 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 now it's like, or you know, Oreos, don't fucking tell me you can't make more cider donut Oreos. You can. You're just pretending you can't so you could sell these and get like some kind of weird, you know, marketing moment out of it. Uh, and I find that, to it's be. the disney vaultification of everything and yeah
1: i think bitcoin and false scarcity will have always been a bad idea and i think it was, i knew it was a bad idea the first time i heard about it then i kind of fell for it because i was like but i want money <laughs> but no it ends up it's a bad idea nfts are a bad idea They're i thought that
0: i thought the nft stuff was the first really interesting um uh, sort of commercial development for for uh cryptocurrency and for the concept of of digital um you know these sort of digital signatures that can exist for something that is the original but the problem is i mean we've talked about this before i think but the problem with nfts and this whole concept of 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 scarcity is that there one it's 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 a you can say you've got the original but for but what does that even mean well for 99.9 of the human beings that exist in, in the world that doesn't what an original is that if you have a, you know, you've got a digital signature somewhere that says that's the first one. That's the only one. It doesn't really matter. Outside of
1: quantum physics. What, who cares?
0: Right. Who cares? Right. But then, but then also, I mean, all of these, all of these artists, first off, there's, there's just a lot of bad art. That's actually a big one is that art is predicated on some sense of value. And the value isn't just like the market says so, like it isn't just that someone ascribed a monetary number to an image and now that's valuable. It's that there is a whole community of people that have agreed that it has some kind of intrinsic artistic value, blah, blah, blah. And it's like that kind of you kind of take it away when Joe Schmo like rendered a uh you know a 3D chair and is like, I'm selling this as an NFT. And it's like, okay, you bought a chair model on Thingiverse or whatever, and now you're selling I mean, it as an NFT, 100. but you're also selling
1: 16 by 16 pixel pictures of rocks, and I'm selling yeah. them each for $5 million.
0: But you're also, but you're also, it's like they're selling duplicates of them, you know, they're selling editions. So, you all, I made a thousand versions of this exact, of this JPEG. It's like, well, that's what if I sit down and make great. NFT too,
1: and it's better, and then I just, I have the original I think, NFT I think you do it. of those 16 of, by 16 rocks and i say we should just this is nft too it's the real one it's the sequel it's actually more expensive and this is the real
0: original when this you think is about it coin. when you think about it the uh you know bitcoin is the original nft
1: <laughs> i mean bitcoin someone just sat down I mean, and it, said like literally this is is, money but... now which was a funny idea but not in in reality it well i don't same, think it
0: holds together <laughs> it's the same metric right it's basically that uh there's one of these and it's the only one and it can be tracked and it can be and it, there will never be another one. But like, okay. But what is it?
1: You know, what it's, is not, it's, it's not. Just any, bunch it's not. It's not. But of
0: course, hey, what is what is a dollar bill? But of course, at some a dollar point bill in the past, is, I have
1: to pay taxes with right, it. That's no, what it is. It, it, at some
0: point, in the <laughs> that's past, what it is. Well, but at some point in the past, a dollar bill was backed by something like gold. But then again, you're also like, what is gold? It's a, you know.
1: Ultimately, it's, it's I don't have thing. to pay Bitcoin taxes. So nobody's forcing it to be real. The only reason the dollar is a real thing is because the United States military exists. Right,
0: right. No, when you get down to it, of course, I mean, this is real like freshman year uh, weed conversation, late night weed conversation. Sure, but, but
1: it, I mean, it, but I think it speaks to all of drop culture and all of artificial scarcity being a society that is entirely premised on scarcity. Like, like capitalism is entirely premised on scarcity and there not being enough supply and demand so that the only the market can work it out. But it ends up, we have an endless supply of a lot of things yeah, and we no, no, don't no. want to give it to everybody. We, so we, we create artificial scarcity so right. that rich people can be special.
0: Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it is, I mean, you know, everybody's always like capitalism is a hell of a drug, but we have centered our entire existence around this, this concept of, 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 uh, exchange and uh and commerce and scarcity and haves and have-nots and and i'm not saying that there isn't an exchange there can't be an exchange for for services or an exchange for goods like that's i mean it's completely acceptable that we've built certain parts of our society around that it does feel increasingly like all we have is the exchange and I mean, I think, I, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, Kanye West released a new record, Donda, a record, an album, Donda, which is, you know, I, I'll, everybody is entitled to their opinion. I I, I I think it's quite a poor album in terms of, you know, his output. Uh, but, you know, a big part of it was just, he was going to do it and he's holding these sort of listening events and they're making all this money on merch and it's like, you know, and it's like inevitable when the record came out. You know, it's an amazing, brilliant bit of marketing, but inevitably when it came out, it's the number one album. It's like, well, everybody's trapped at home. There's no new entertainment because nobody really can make stuff. Uh, And we're just grasping for anything that feels like it can give our lives some kind of meaning or center. And I do think, you know, there is, it all is all sort of tied into this, this concept that like we live for acquisition and exchange.
1: You are a consumer and nothing else.
0: You know, you you live
1: to consume and
0: produce. I mean, I say this as as one of the best consumers of all time. I mean, I I love to consume. I love to shop. I love to like get into a hobby and put money into it. I can binge
1: Netflix like nobody's fucking business. Yeah,
0: but but there is a limit. To me, there's a limit now, and I feel increasingly I see that I see the contours of the I see the contours of the construct and uh, of the of you know I'm 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 like getting red pilled. Uh, where I'm just sort of like, why am I, I'm like on this treadmill, you know, So we were talking last week about some keycaps that I could have bought, but I didn't. Um, and, uh, and the, you know, this acquisition of items in this exchange, this, this commercial exchange, it can be, you know, it is fleetingly exciting and interesting. And by the way, I was, dovetails great with my next topic that I want to do. But but no spoilers, I do think no but I do yeah, no spoilers, But I do think the this concept of this sort of manufactured scarcity, there's a it's going to arrive at a at a kind of bad end point where we start to that whole thing just loses absolute value. Because when everything is artificially scarce, then nothing really is artificially scarce. If everything can be manufactured to be limited edition, then at what point do you go uh, none of this matters. Like, there's a new limited edition thing every week. There's a new limited edition Oreo flavor every week. So, what does it matter? I it mean, just ends Oreos, up
1: being the Pokemon problem of, okay, but certain people hoard this anyway. Right, so.
0: right. Well, but like, you know, the nice thing about Oreos is you really can't hoard them. They go bad. Well, um, I, um, tell us, did you like the Oreos? The yeah, it was good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was fine. The Chromatica it's, ones were great. It's too sweet, in my opinion. I think Oreos are too sweet. These yeah, ones they are, are too sweet. They, they're they're are too very sweet. good. They have a kind of like acidic sweetness to them that yeah. I find. Um, There's a cheap sweetness that they shouldn't have. Yeah, anyhow but you know it was it was fun. I saw them, I bought them. I ate a couple. Uh, I don't feel highly compelled to go back to them. But no, Oreo is actually kind of a bad example, except that it's just annoying that they're like, we do limited editions too. It's like, you're a fucking cookie company, and you don't need to do limited editions. Please put your dick back in your pants. Like, this is unnecessary. Uh, you know, we, see, leave it for, like, things that I actually will hang on to. You know, limited edition sounds great, except when it's a cookie that will be stale in a week. It's like... Limited edition <laughs> is
1: fun when it's a game console, because most people buy it when it first comes out, but then some people hold out and get the limited edition one. And then when you go to their house, you're like, "Oh, that's fun," but nobody. You're like, oh, you're the Halo. most people are not yeah. buying multiple Nintendo
0: yeah. DSs. No, I bought the. Scenes. You know, I bought the fucking limited edition Fallout Four with the with the uh, yeah the did. pip with the Pip Boy. You know, and you know where it is? I don't know in fucking storage. I don't know in a box somewhere where I've completely forgotten that it exists because it didn't matter. I bought it because it was a this, piece of plastic. Yeah, it's like pull this consumerism. This pull of like, I gotta, I gotta get it. It's limited. <laughs> Anyhow, um. <laughs> I got a Galaxy Fold three. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Galaxy Fold. You did, you did. I had, I had. Speaking of uh, crass consumerism, I had. God, I mean Samsung. By the God way, this em. is why I'm blackpilled. <laughs> yeah, God, 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 love them. They've got me on. They've really got me now. I mean, I every couple of every generation or so, yeah. I'll skip. I'll usually skip a generation. They're like, hey, trade in your Galaxy S twenty one Ultra. And get seven fifty. They gave me a seven hundred fifty dollar trade in for my Galaxy S twenty one Ultra, which I have to tell you is nuts. I mean, that's like pretty close to what I paid for it. So I was kind of like, you know what? It's not my main phone. The new Fold seems kind of good. I've I'm kind of interested. I, you know, I'm bored. Let me just let me just do it. I'll just order it anyhow. I did, but um, I'm excited. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm uh, I was you know, but it's I used. It's funny. I mean, I, I, there's something so liberating about not feeling like you need to get it. Like you, I remember how it used to feel with the old iPhones where, you know, you'd be like, oh my God, it's, it's going to be out like tomorrow at 9 a.m. They're opening the doors. You can stand in line. They're going to, you'll be able to go get it. Did you pre-order the pre doing pre-orders at midnight, you know, 3 a.m. There's gonna be pre-orders or whatever. Um, and now it's like, yeah, dude, it'll be available. Like, you know how I feel? The truth is the incremental difference from the iPhone 11 to the iPhone 12, I wasn't like, oh my God, what if I don't have it on day one? I was sort of like, it doesn't matter. I'll wait. I'm not gonna rush to get it. And it's sort of a liberating feeling, but it's also, you know, I mean, of course, increasingly I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, questioning why we need a phone at all because I'm uh, not leaving my house uh and i don't plan to leave my house ever but but uh yeah i got the fold i don't know i am i'm curious to see what it's like uh uh you know in practice i i don't know I, i gave in i had the i had the the cart filled so many times you know i just sort of would wake up i'd look at my email they had some offer i mean they're very good i'll give samsung uh points once you once you buy one of their devices they're very good at marketing the next device to you but um I had so many times I hovered over the the uh, purchase button and then I just didn't. And then one day, one day I just decided to do it and uh, I, that's it. I have no really further thoughts on it except that I'll report back when I get the absurd phone that I'm going to be embarrassed to take out. You're going to love it for 30 days people. and uh, then yeah. you're going to say, I hate this thing. I never use it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, well, the nice thing is it's I'm I I – I'm barely using either one of my phones to be honest. So I don't think it's a big – I'm not like wow. If I give up this other phone and start using this one, what if I don't like it? It's sort of like well, okay, then in a few months, I guess I'll get rid of that one too. Um, but uh, uh, anyhow, okay. Unrelated. Speaking of of consumerism, but unrelated, I haven't taken my Oculus out in ages, uh, my Oculus Quest or whatever. And do you have the okay, one or the two? I have the two. So wait a second. So 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 the, uh, a week about a week ago or a week and a half ago, we uh, Zelda went to a birthday party at a a place near now there are these places now you know what, you know what Dave and Buster's is right you're familiar mm-hmm. with Dave oh, and Buster's yeah i know Dave okay and Buster's. there are these places that have been maybe i've talked about them before i was unaware of their existence until i had a child and and not surprisingly i mean it, there are these these places that exist in the world that are like massive combination like arcade gymnasium rock wall, trampoline, go-kart warehouses. Okay? Do you know anything about what I'm talking about right now? Yeah. You, and they're they're like places that are – it's all black light and – You're talking about what, what existed on Long Island
1: pre-2004 was called Sports Plus. It was a giant Costco-sized warehouse in which you yeah. could go to 4D movies. Yeah. You could go on a play place. You could ice skate. There was uh candy. There was it's concerts were happening, but very small ones in the back yeah, for children. Yeah. It was it's I mean it's bedlam. It was it was it's bedlam on No, Earth, no, no. It's, it's
0: absolute it's absolute just I mean actually, so so we went to a place that's that's not too far from us. Uh she had a party, a birthday party there. And this place has a bar, it has a go-kart track, multiple go-kart tracks, both for kids and for adults. Um, it has uh in a massive arcade with games with arcade games that are brand new which they're still making okay and they're like just they've taken arcade ga- I haven't really been in an arcade in a long time oh, t- I went to an arcade in
1: in uh in uh uh Daytona Beach Florida with oh, my brother
0: that was some of the most outrageous machines have been built in the last few years yeah no and 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 uh so so Zelda's at this party, you know, with her friends, and Laura and I were just hanging out. My brother came to meet us. Uh, he brought uh, his son Julius and my nephew, and and we were just, first off, it's like Las Vegas. And, you know, last time we were in Las Vegas was 2019, no, I guess it was the beginning of 2020, uh, right before the pandemic for CES. And it was the first time I've ever been in Vegas where I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, every time I've ever gone to Las Vegas has been for basically for CS or some other event, not for pleasure. Not I don't you can't even imagine going for pleasure, to be honest with you. But uh we had a really good time there. The input team had a very good time. Uh and what I was what I was struck by at this arcade, I'm getting to the Oculus. Okay, this is there is an actual through line here. Oh, I'm sure there is. What I was struck by being in this place was how much it felt like Vegas and how much I was enjoying it. And uh and I guess that's a testament to The fact that we've been trapped indoors and not able to travel for so long. But so they have all these new arcade games that are just super immersive. They actually have an amazing – Zelda and her cousin played the most amazing game, which is – it is a box you go into. It's a room. And it has smoke and those lasers. You know, it has lasers. And it's like a scene from a movie where you have to go through the lasers and you've got to, like, do, like, parkour, like, through the lasers or whatever to get to the vault. It's like that. So you have to dodge around the lasers to, like, get to certain parts of the room. It's sort of an amazing idea. Whoever <laughs> thought of it. It's like a Mission Impossible game, basically. Um, anyhow, but they had there at this, uh, at this arcade, they had a Walking Dead game. And Laura and I were like, let's play the Walking Dead game. The Walking Dead game is you get inside of a booth. And you have a, a like, a bow and arrow type of apparatus. That has like a crank on it. And it's like a house of the dead style game. It's like a shooter on rails.
1: John and I actually played through all of a house of the dead arcade game while we were at the state. up beach. Like, a, like a new one. Yeah. Like a, like a
0: modern house of the dead. Yeah. We played through like an hour of it. It's and- not the one. Cause there's a game. Cause they had a game there that I didn't get to play where they have it's, they have a, you, um the trigger on the gun has a, pul- uh, it reads your pulse and no, but it, that's it, so cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a it was, it's there's a horror game. I think it's a Namco game, and they they has like air and and all these different effects, and it responds to your to your um, level of, of anxiety based on your heart rate. Wow. So, yeah. Anyhow, but the but the Walking Dead game we played was actually unbelievably fun, and it's basically like a VR game uh where you're you know just shooting arrows into zombies heads which which i I, it just is a great game it was just super fun like i didn't want to stop playing i mean eventually we had to because zelda came out of her party uh but then so she ruined the arcade for you (laughs) she ruined it for me but then yes as usual no but then but then i remembered that there were these walking dead games uh there was there's a couple of walking dead vr games and one of them is uh, a more recent one is called this uh called saints and sinners um oh yeah and i was like oh yeah like they have this for the oculus like i'm going to i'm so i was so like psyched by playing the this walking dead game in the arcade that i thought i'm going to bust out the oculus and check it out and i have to tell you i'm i was i'm so impressed now i can't play for very long cuz i get very motion sick i mean i just I just think – I don't know. I mean, they haven't gotten VR to a point where I don't get motion sickness after about 20 minutes. So.
1: Usually on the Oculus, I'm fine, and I don't think it's because the Oculus is a better device by any means. Um, well, but I latency, think it, I think,
0: is reduced a bit. But Well,
1: I mean, it's – well, I was going to say compared to the PlayStation. Um, I don't think that Oculus is that amazing of a device that is preventing my nausea. It's that some games, if they're built mechanics-wise up for VR – Caused me a lot less nausea than when they bolted on. Like yeah. Resident Evil Biohazard with VR was a vomit comet. Like oh yeah, that seems John like and be really I, tough. John played through it and he did it, but he did it by taking a medication, having a fan on him the whole time, taking breaks,
0: meditating.
1: I was like, "Why are you doing?"
0: This? Yeah, I I was I was thinking that the next time I really wanted to play, I would. Um, maybe take some Dramamine or something.
1: Amitrol to, and ginger. To, yeah.
0: To counteract the, um, the effects of, of the motion sickness, which is, it feels very intense. But, um, but, uh, anyway, so, so, so I started playing the game, uh, and I gotta say, I'm so impressed by just in a short period of time, how far, I know it's an old game. It's not that new. I mean, it's a couple years old or something, but, uh, there's some features of the game that I found fascinating. First off, I think that um, that Oculus they've really got the kind of like motion tracking and hand tracking down in a way that feels incredibly natural. Like you have arms in the game, and it was there is definitely a moment where I was playing in the early part of it where you're sort of like figuring out how the controls work. Where you're like, oh, I feel I'm, I'm like, oh, these these are my arms. Like I feel like. I'm looking at my arms. I wear a watch. There's a, the character has a watch. You can turn your wrist over and look at the watch, and it's like this very weird, you know, uh, a synth- synthesizing of the virtual and the real that I found uh, just actually remarkable. But what's what's truly crazy about the game is it it asks you to. It's kind of, it kind of reminded me a lot of the, of the game Zombie or Zombie U, which uh, which I've talked about a million times on this podcast. But it was a Wii U game that um, you use the controller as a backpack. And when you needed to get something out of your backpack in the game, which was – it's an incredibly intense – one of the best zombie games ever made. Uh, when you needed to get something out of the backpack, you basically had to look down at that screen – And you couldn't see what was going on on your TV. And so it was created this very sort of intense feeling of like panic. You're like, okay, let me get out this, like these bullets and reload my gun or whatever. Uh, The Walking Dead game uses the backpack concept, but it it, it basically needs you to physically and, and other sort of other locations on your actual body. It asks you to physically get things out of like you have a holster you want to get the gun you have to reach down and get it you've a knife it's on a holster you want to reach down it's your left hand if you want to flip the knife over so it's you're holding it not like you'd hold a butter knife but you're holding it so you can go down like kind of like you know a kill a zombie with a downward stroke like through the top of the skull you have to throw the knife in the air and catch it to flip the direction that you're holding it and 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 i just found it's a remarkable feeling when it when you go through all that stuff and you're like okay now I, there are these like physical locations in my body where if I want to get my axe out it's on my back and in order to get it I have to reach behind my I have to reach over where like I would reach a, around if there was a axe on my backpack or whatever and pull it off it's it's that that alone just that interaction is such a powerful um, and 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 well executed. And so we're still so early in VR. I, mean, I still feel like we're so, so early, but it's such a well-executed and elegant and fascinating and just very realistic uh uh sort of construct for a game or concept, you know. I I I have to say, like I'm just I was very impressed by it. I have I had not touched the Oculus in a while. You know, I played some of the the um the Vader Immortal games and I thought those were fantastic, just narratively. This is uh definitely a um it's definitely a a step in a direction that I think is really exciting. I think their the combination of their hand tracking, their motion tracking, and the fact that it's so self contained is just like kind of kind of mind blowing. So I mean, I hate the fact that they're owned by Facebook. It really just bothers the shit out of me. Ugh. But it's hard to deny that whatever they've been doing over the last couple of years has been uh, significant. You know. Um, anyhow, all right. That's just that, that's just my my. It's a like completely unrelated to anything that's happening in society observation. Um, and then, and now, and look, I think we should wrap up. I don't want to go well, super is long Was that your nice one. thing? No, that was not my nice thing. I, can we just talk just really quickly before we, before we do nice things about Joe Rogan taking the horse medicine? I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, I just remembered that- All right, that- Josh,
1: listen, I tested positive for COVID yesterday. So we rolled me around in bacon fat. We, uh, we sang, uh, uh, happy birthday, 800 times backwards. Um, I then took 12 Advil up the ass and uh, and uh, my my dog is giving me further medical advice, so don't worry, guys. We got it taken care of. A little ivermectin on it. Yeah, ivermectin. You're not even gonna see. You're not
0: know, even gonna see the scar. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan <laughs> got COVID. First off, Joe Rogan got COVID. <laughs> For, full stop. Just like to be clear. I mean, by the way, four like four conservative radio hosts have died. Nobody's have died. worked harder to get COVID than Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, all of the anybody who apparently is uh has a microphone uh and is like a conservative and no frontal whatever. lobe i mean I, this guy's a li- i guess he's like a libertarian or whatever i mean joe yeah rogan yeah sure is a, sure sure i sure. mean joe rogan I mean, is no you know listen i know there's a lot of joe rogan fans out there i highly doubt we have I a lot of i doubt over. they're listening to this podcast but but truly truly what a what a fucking dumbass. Uh, just the
1: worst just the worst he, person he
0: he did a video uh i got COVID, his i got COVID video which is great um he said he took uh, monoclonal antibodies, which is a real treatment. Okay, uh, prednisone, uh, prednisone, which is a steroid, which I, I assume might be a treatment for COVID if you're fighting off an infection. I mean, prednisone I don't, is a, I
1: don't think it is. And also, prednisone yeah. is a dangerous thing to take when you like. Have a like, like people take prednisone when they're like on a Broadway show and they have a right. sore throat and they need no, no, to get no, rid it, of it. It's, it's a, a yeah. wildly dangerous drug, it's hallucinate.
0: No, it's a strong, uh, I mean, it's used for, I mean, like, uh, you know, Zelda used to get when she would get sick, she sometimes would get really bad, um, uh, what do you call it, like, like congestion in her chest, yeah. And and prednisone, we had an inhaler that she would use. Uh, to help to fight off that, and you know, you know, we don't want you don't want to get an infection in your, as a in child. your lungs. No, yeah, as a, as a as a kid, so you know, obviously low dose, but uh, and so wait, he took the prednisone. So it's, it is very powerful. Uh, a Z pack. <laughs> Which is a, <laughs> which is a, a treatment for like the flu. I think if you get like a bad flu, they even give you even for a flu,
1: even for not even the influenza virus. If if you have a stomach bug, if you have any kind of ba- bacterial infection, even for that, they are now being real choosy about when they yeah. take out the Z pack because it is a very dangerous, very strong drug that creates super super bugs.
0: Yes, yeah, it's a Zithromax. That's a that's an on uh, um, uh, you know an antibiotic. Uh, and, and then, and then he took Ivermectin, the horse dewormer, uh, which is again, I mean, I think we should, uh, the first three things that I listed, the first one, the monoclonal antibodies is a, is a true, a proven treatment for COVID prednisone. I'm not really sure. z I don't think so. Uh, not at all. And that Just. Just and then and then, and then the horse, horse the that? horse dewormer and I just I think it really needs to be stated. I mean, what is it about you? What is it about your brain that that somehow believes the a vaccine created for human beings way
1: more dangerous way, than mixing use, all these drugs and a bang energy
0: bra. used now taken by tens of millions maybe hundreds of millions i assume it must be hundreds of millions no we're at hundreds hundreds of millions of people with no real proven or known meaningful side effects except that you get sick some people get sick for a day or whatever after hey that. hey
1: hey i read on facebook that this guy's eyeballs exploded
0: no but like but like the but but how is it in your that your brain is like hey that i don't like i know it's gone through clinical trials i know it's for human beings that i but it's new And I don't know, man. Who knows what could happen? And then somebody's like, well, have you tried this horse medication for deworming horses? It's not like people are – it's not like Fauci went on TV and was like, listen, you know, it's still early, but we've seen a lot of success with ivermectin, (laughs) the horse dewormer. You know, I wouldn't say go out and get it. It's not like there's some expert somewhere who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about anywhere – who's been like, still in the early days, but ivermectin's really having great results. It's like literal people are like at the fucking bar and uh, the guy at the bar who you drink with is like, hey, have you heard about ivermectin? I think I'm hearing it's pretty good. And you're like, oh yeah, where can I get it? Where can I get the horse dewormer that causes uh, anal leakage? I, yeah, I heard like, about it in my Telegram group. Widespread. Yeah, like, oh, my cousin says he got ivermectin. He's feeling really good. I mean, that's literally how people are coming across this. Or they're on Facebook and somebody's like, yeah. Oh. You know, or the, or but for real, there is the other
1: phenomena of people in the media laughing at it. So they immediately assume it's correct.
0: Sure, I guess so. I mean, but the point is it's not it is there is to me the brain the brain chemistry required for you to Make the leap over the tested antibiotic that's created by the same types of people who created every, <laughs> sorry, not antibiotic, uh, 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 vaccine that's created by that is created by the that same Congress gave themselves before they gave like, it to like us. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's been vaccinated for lots of stuff. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee you, his parents got him vaccinated totally. for shit. Okay? MMR years ago. Like, like, but the idea that you that you believe that you can leap over that and go to the horse drug. I don't even understand it because because I'm not – say, don't take the vaccine. I get it. But what are you doing with the horse dewormer? Like what is that? Like, <laughs> I don't why get are it you, though. But why I don't you, get it. You're not no, going to out-tough a, 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 like a virus by not wearing a mask. But I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Like what's the what's the brain part? Where is the What is the part? This is
1: what men do. This is like when men are like, I don't need sunblock. What you're gonna you're gonna scare off the sun but by I, grimacing I at, least, but at
0: I, it? I, okay, but sunblock. I'll at least and I, I think people should wear sunscreen. But but I'll at least say it's possible that in your day to day life you've experienced bright sun. Okay, you've gone outside. It's been hot and sunny, and you didn't get burnt. And you might go. You know what? I don't I don't usually get a burn if I'm outside in the sun. I don't need sunscreen. Fine. You have some material experience with you know your tolerances for the sun okay i think you're underestimating
1: how many people go to their vet's medicine cabinet no i'm i'm
0: i'm 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 saying you know i i i'm just saying yes i can understand the sunscreen this one doesn't have this doesn't have a real world like like this doesn't have like well you know i took ivermectin from my flu that i had last year uh, I took the horse dewormer from my flu and now I, I, you know, I think it'll work for this. It's not that it's just out of the blue, some random fucking drug that you don't know anything about that is for not for human beings. And you're like that I'm going to do the vaccine that is for human beings and has been proven to work. I'm going to avoid, I don't, the logic of it, it is just, there is no logic. Well, the other thing I'll say on this point, and then we should, we should wrap up. We can do nice things. Um, is to me this is my nice thing is that this fucking dumbass is probably going to kill himself by taking not that I want him to die or anything but that it is just like the irony of this guy uh Mr. libertarian just taking like random horse drugs is absolutely uh, just unprecedented uh but I t- I'm guessing that Joe Rogan has he got himself a kind of Michael Jackson doctor and uh you know I would just say like Michael Jackson had a doctor, a real doctor, who heard Michael Jackson's shit that he was dealing with or whatever and was like, I'm just going to like give you all sorts of crazy ass drugs and it is no big deal to me to keep you absolutely fucked on drugs all the time. Uh, I would imagine Joe Rogan has a guy like that in his life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I and, would imagine
1: sm- small, low-level TikTok influencers can get that. There are now yeah. startups whose whole thing is like – they call it white glove medicine, private label medicine, uh, and you you yeah. you like you pay for it ahead of time. So you pay $500 a month, and you can just go whenever you want. And what they're really wink, wink, nudge, nudge telling you is that like we'll just give you whatever you want or yeah. any of those direct-to-consumer – Like, you just talk over the phone to get your, you know, baldness drug or whatever. It started with things like baldness drugs, which we probably should have made over-the-counter or easier for people with no health insurance to get. And it is now full-on... There are whole companies whose whole thing is I am a prison doctor and I am licensed to do X, Y, and Z, but I make no money. So what I'm going to do is go on here for four hours a day, give you whatever you want, clean the fuck up because you're paying through the nose for your ivermectin or whatever. And then I get to log off and it's all legal. Thanks, COVID. That's a real thing. And that's how people are getting their hands on all this shit. They really are. And so, uh, yes, Joe Rogan definitely has a guy, but I think it's way more common now for people to have guys. And I think you're underestimating how many people Google shit and just try to fix it with shit in their house. A lot of people in this country are used to just like putting Windex on stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, definitely there is a there is a through line. Uh, there's absolutely a big, big through line about our uh, embarrassingly bad healthcare system in this country and the fact that... Um, the fact that people are just trying any you know, house household remedy. I mean, these aren't even household remedies. Like I would understand. If they aren't. Like, They're farm I, remedies. I, I know. <laughs> I would understand. If, I really would understand if somebody was like, um, you know, I. You know, uh, my my old. You know, we put ginger. You know, we steam some ginger and and put some vinegar in there, and you breathe in the. You know, you breathe in the mixture and. Uh, um. You know, it, it clears you up. I'm like, okay, it's like an old remedy, old home remedy. Cool, you know. But this is not that. This is like my vet used it to deworm my horse, so probably should work with COVID. It'll cure this plague everyone's dying of. Probably should be good for the for the COVID. Um, all right. Anyhow, let's. You want to do nice things? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do um, quick, my quick, nice, thing, nice things. We say this every time, but um, oh my, my God, nice I thing
1: know. is another reality show. Sorry, but uh, do you know what's going on in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I don't actually and I You don't haven't ever. heard about that? Okay. No, no, no. I don't watch you might have heard real, about that. No, I don't think so. Okay, so the lawyer from the Aaron Brockovich case had a wife okay. who's Aaron named, Brockovich. No, who was named Erica yeah. Jean. Uh she named herself after a soap opera uh okay. character. Yeah. Um and she is a lady who she was a stripper. She married this really old guy. They lived together. A tale as old as time for several decades, where she was cosplaying as like you know a trad wife, and then one day she decided she wanted to be a pop star at like fifty. So she took like
0: oh, I remember, I vaguely remember this. uh, She had a song.
1: Yeah, she took like twenty million dollars and spent it on that, and then it didn't go anywhere. But then the Real Housewives came along, and she was like, finally salvation. So she got on Real Housewives. She had she basically revolutionized the show by spending. Unbelievable amounts of money on on things that were like jaw dropping. I mean, like we she spent forty thousand dollars a month on hair and makeup for the show. Like, yeah, okay, you absurd. Don't, that's
0: what, you don't spend that on. Uh, that's my budget. They would
1: by go to Dubai and they would stay in a hotel that was like fifty k a night, and she right. would bring her hair and makeup people to stay with them, like crazy. And so we're watching this, and it, it never really added up totally. But you were like, he's a wealthy. L.A. lawyer who's worked since the 60s in law, like, he's definitely got a lot of money, so I guess, but ends up they didn't have any of that money. They were embezzling the money from the widows and orphans of uh, aircraft disaster and she was taking money from like people who had been in car accidents and they would get like a like oh you're paralyzed you're quadriplegic now here's 40 million dollars they would just take the 40 million dollars and keep telling the person they'll get back to them over the course of like a decade and that person who is quadriplegic and has no money and can't work and like isn't getting as much from disability because they have this big payout never got their money and they were just spending that money and she they got caught And she filed for divorce like days before it all came out. And now she is still on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills going through the legal case. Um, Just digging herself in deeper, showing off all the things she stole from the house, like telling all these stories about how, you know, he was quote unquote cheating on her back in like 2009 and incriminating herself in doing so, um, continually Mm. like complaining about how difficult her life is. She's still living in a million dollar, another, she's not in the mansion anymore, but she's in a million dollar Beverly Hills home. And She's wearing designer clothes, and she has help, and she just complains constantly. And it is the most surreal car crash you've ever seen in your life. It, it, it cannot be believed. Meanwhile, Kathy Hilton is on this season. Kathy Hilton, of course, mother of Paris Hilton, um, mm. uh, just came out in the news last year that when T- Paris was a teenager, she sent her to several, not just one, but like a dozen military camps where Paris was assaulted physically, emotionally, and sexually. And no matter how many times Paris asked her... To stop and to help her and to save her, uh, she never did. And then when Paris came out of those camps, when she was a legal and adult, after having escaped them several times and like living in the desert, Paris Hilton, as a teenager, lived in the desert so that she wouldn't have to be uh, sexually assaulted at the camp her mother had locked her in. um yeah. She finally escaped and then went on to do the simple life so she could have some financial freedom. Someone leaked a sex tape of her, and that was her entire life. And we all made fun of her, and we hate Paris Hilton, and blah, blah, blah. The, you know the rest of the story. Paris did a documentary last year called This is Paris on YouTube, um, which was fucking incredible and so moving, which was basically a little bit of a le- look in, how, in her lifestyle now, but mostly it was about the victim, the fellow victims that she was reconnecting with from these camps whose entire lives had been destroyed by these camps. And right. when she finally confronts her mother in the end to say, like hey what the fuck like why have we never talked about this why didn't you help me why didn't you her mom was like oh i didn't know oh dear well that's oh that seems unpleasant but it's all yeah. over now right yeah. and now paris's mom is on the real houses of beverly hills next to this other horrible person and everyone's and and they're just all this acting your, like this none is of it this is your nice thing th- yes they're acting like none of it's happening and Every time someone asks any question, being like, hey, so I read this thing in the LA Times that was on the front page. Erica's like, how dare you bring that up? Lies, vicious lies by my enemies. And it is so weird and stupid. And I have to tell you, yes, of course these people shouldn't be famous. Of course they should be torn down. But if they're not going to, at least they're dumb enough to let us watch them and make fun of them. And it is so Fucking, you can get stoned and watch any episode of this season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and there will be stuff in there that will curl your hair. And mm. I, I think it is a testament to humanity that we might be the worst people in the world, but God damn it, if we're not entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all a lot. To, uh, right? I told you a, it was a lot. You were like, "I will never know what's happening on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills." Maybe you should. I don't think so. I'm. I'm. Uh, I am st- uh, keep. <laughs> I am not getting stoned at watching Terrace House, uh, and uh, it could not be Terrace House could not be more of the opposite of everything that you're describing. <laughs> like Terrace House, if you don't know, I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah, I've probably it's, even it's listed a it as a, as a nice thing is uh is a Japanese reality show where. Uh three uh, girls and three boys live in a house together and find out what happens when... I mean, they don't find out what happens you when... You start any, getting nice and you no, stop being real. <laughs> it's, like, it's No, it's just like find out what happens when they just have absolutely normal lives and nothing major goes down. I mean, the biggest drama on Tara's house is like, somebody's like, I'm going to ask this girl to be my girlfriend. And people are like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like not even they've like not even kissed it's like the kissing won't even begin until they get an official after after months of dating meanwhile get-
1: on real house Last we came back from commercial and Erica Jane started it with so after the crash off the cliff <laughs> yeah no
0: it's like it's like in the world of in the world of american reality tv anal is first base and it's all it, it just escalates from there on terrace house it's like honestly it's such a fascinating it's such a fascinating look at Japanese culture and it is such a wonderful, enjoyable, pleasant show to watch where nothing, the stakes are so low. The, the interactions are so gentle. I mean, things happen where you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this, but it's in the context of, you know, a 10 in, in Terrace house is like, doesn't even register on Real Housewives. I mean, no. a, a, a ten level anxiety. Nobody's, inducing... nobody's killing themselves on camera. No, 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 they're like, <laughs> no, no, dude. Literally, the, the you know, there's like a confrontation with one of the house members, and and the, and and the other house members are they're like, listen, we we feel like you're really not applying yourself at work, and you took a day off last week. And it seemed, that seemed really lazy. And you said that you came here, you said you came here to really build your career. And we all feel like you're not working hard enough towards your goals. And then that person, that person is like, you know, you're right. I really, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you telling me this. I haven't been living up to my full potential and I'm going to change my ways. And, and I want to, and I hope that I hope that I can make you guys proud. Like that's an actual style of interaction that you may see on Terrace House. And let me tell you my friend, it is wonderful and I recommend that everybody watches it. Just sit back, relax and let the let the vi- like almost Victorian level interactions wash over you. Uh, And Uh, speaking
1: of Victorian level interactions on the Real Housewives (laughs) of New York City, Ramona Singer went to a black Shabbat. That was a Shabbat being thrown in honor of black culture by um, a Jewish woman who was co-hosting it with the first black cast member. And Ramona spent the entire time explaining how Jewish people have never been nice to her and how actually white people have it the hardest. Then she stole food from the guests from the host's house, insulted her, her um, uh, insulted her decorating and then left early with the bus that had taken them all there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's a
1: great. Listen, is well, it is it do I feel good? No. But do yeah. I feel good?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a very specific kind of vibe and I I mean, maybe it's maybe it's so crazy that it's distracting. I mean, maybe that's the point. Um I just like to honestly, I just like to bring the volume down considerably uh, in the evenings. And, and I do that by watching. Terrace terra- house. And terrace house. Non-alcoholic beer. And drinking my N.A. beer. It's true. It's true. I've become a very, very mellow dude. All right, we got to wrap. Let's get out of here. i we'll just call Terrace house my nice thing, even though I've probably done it before. I, I don't care. It's worth revisiting. We're in a new yeah. season. So, uh, all all right, get we'll out be of back. Here.
1: We'll be back next week after we yeah. after we after the Gawker launch party to tell you all the gossip.
0: Oh my God, it's going to be very hot and spicy and not a super spreader because we have a huge outdoor space. So I'm excited about that. A number one concern of doing a of doing a party at all was where can we find? We need a space with a large amount of outdoor and huge doors that we can throw up, and so there's great air circulation. Even though we're obviously requiring vaccines at the party, uh, you know, it's like I just. You just can't be too careful. Uh, So anyway, yeah, we're going to have a lot of great gospel to talk about next week. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been informed that your family has taken a dewormer that is not for horses.